Anyways, welcome to the Empty Glass Podcast. This is Matt. Hey, hey everybody. This is Stefan. Actually switched that. And um, yeah, hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. How are you doing, Matt? Uh, not super great. Oh, no. Today's kind, of a, today's kind of a shit day politically. Yeah, yeah, very um, much so. Now, we're not a political podcast at all, but in case anyone is ever curious what we're talking about, uh, today's a fucking shit day. It's, it's uh, very interesting how things will play out. And the date is June 24th that we're recording this. So I don't know if, you know, I don't really think we're qualified to talk about anything. I don't really even feel like there's much to talk about other than just shit fucking sucks. Uh, but if anyone's curious, you can Google it. But like what happened June 24th? And I don't know. I'm sure a bunch of Connect articles in the following days will connect to it. Well said. Yeah, I'm very much in the same place. Yeah, very exhausting. Um, I frankly could just rant about politics and just get upset about it for an hour. But that's not what this podcast is about. This podcast is about dumbass shit where sometimes we would probably lightly touch on serious things. Uh, this is a little too serious for our category. And uh, that would be all that we would be talking about. <laughs> yeah. And like you said, I don't think we're really qualified. So we're not. Um, uh, we're even in the topic of this particular thing that happened today. We're still not even really in that category. We have the potential to be in the category to a certain extent. I mean, it, it can affect our lives for the future if something were to happen, but uh, fuck it. Let's talk about Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> great, great segue. And well said again. Thank you. Yeah, well said. I think um, our podcast should be a place where people can come and just kind of forget about shit. And that's also a place for us to come and kind of forget about shit, too. So, yeah, uh, but, but yeah, day. very much a historically shitty day. So um, let's call June 24th. Um, the the uh, just the, the day women lost their rights. Yeah, the day that women lost their their rights again, again for yeah. the third time. <laughs> Who's hey, in charge of this? Women, guess who? Yeah, speak about women's rights. Frosty Robbie's in the chat, boys. Frosty Robbie is in the chat. What's up? Hey, if you can watch the chat this time, that'd be great because I'm already putting my computer through enough. I'll get more into that uh, I, I later. I think you can hear it. I think you'd hear it fucking. Running. You can hear it running. Oh, yeah, absolutely, dude. It's been I'll get into it later. But um, uh, anyways, yeah. Hi, Frosty, Robbie. And damn, uh, coming out of it, some fucking uh, I don't know what to say this one. <laughs> um, anyways, a, should, I, should I say what he said in the chat? Yeah, you can say what Robert. I don't know. I can't I, did, I don't I can't see anything, so I can't vet it. Um, if you National, think it's fine, then it's fine. National Code Hanger Day. <laughs> Yeah, basically. <laughs> basically. I mean, that's that shit is going to go to. Unfortunately, um, that's where we're going to go. Yeah. Instead of having a medical professional help you for the love of God. Yeah. It, you know, fuck. Yeah. Oh, you already said don't say it. Too late, Rob. Sorry. You're out on a delay, buddy. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry, man. Uh, hey, but uh, it's, it's just, it's topical. Um, hey, I feel the same. So, you know what? Topical. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi. We're about to spoil the shit out of it uh, because the final episode just came out and uh, and Rob is was very delighted by your your disappointment when I said the joke, the disappointment in your voice. But anyway, yeah, so the latest episode came out, the, the quote unquote final episode until they possibly uh, do a season two, which is went from a hundred percent. No, they're not going to do it before the show even came out to they may do it. Um, but before we go to that, I, uh, I was listening to a red letter media YouTube video and they brought up something that I didn't really piece together, but now that it's been introduced into the star Wars lore, I wanted to talk about it with you and what possible negative, uh, well, some fans would probably say positive, but for me, it's negative things they may do. Do you remember in episode four when obi-wan is trying to save leia and he comes across like a room full of amber and like people are encased inside yes uh so red letter media pointed out that like you know why would you introduce this if it's not going to be a possible like oh this person's been encased forever so it's like oh hey maybe mace windu was captured and has been encased all these years and now he's going to break out or something like that i'm like oh fuck that does sound like something they would do <laughs> Possibly. Yeah, so 
What do you, any thoughts about that? Uh, my thoughts are if you want a explanation on why they showed people encased in amber is because what they're going to ultimately try to do is connect these to the sequel trilogy movies. Um, that is the more likely approach. Um, and that I don't know. Whoever I think- is encased in amber, hear me out. Whoever's encased in amber is actually a, a test for the cloning techniques, like basically how Palpatine came back. This is all just a like, they're doing little, little hints. The Mandalorian did it all over the place. And now Obi-Wan's done it kind of in a couple places where there's the hint of cloning and there's the hint of them trying to perfect a clone that uses the force and um, bring back Palpatine that way. So Um, I think that they would be more likely instead of being like, oh, here's Mace Windu. It's a little specific. It's so in general that these people are encased for no reason, like a reason that we don't know of. And I think that's they're trying to take the approach more so that it's leading into, hey, these guys were captured because they were force users and they were captured and and solidified in amber so we can extract their force qualities and give the midichlorians to a clone. That's what it's all going to be about. Ugh. Either way, it's not it, it's not just a creepy hallway. Like it's it's the Star Wars Disney universe, so like it has to be something more because you know, even Leia can't have a fucking ulster on her dress without it being explained where it came from. Which uh annoying. I find that annoying. I find that every little explanation and they did the same thing with like Han's fuzzy dice in the solo movie, it's just like why does everything have to be from somewhere specific that's tied into the universe? Like, can't people just have a fucking gun holster? Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Listen, Obi-Wan as a whole, the show was OK. Um, I thought the last episode was not bad. It had one really good scene in it. Uh, but th- even that was ripped off from another Star Wars property. And but the, all the all the callbacks just get exhausting. What scene was that? The Vader getting his helmet busted open to see the face on the inside. Don't get me wrong. Very, very good scene. But Star Wars Rebels did the same thing with him and Ahsoka. I didn't watch Star Wars Rebels, but I watched like that scene on YouTube. Uh, I, I knew about it beforehand. And like it was almost like the same level of like impact. So it was like, it's just a cool thought to see the face behind the mask and everything like that. No, definitely. Uh, it's so cool. It doesn't take away from it, but it's also like, oh, it's not original because they already did this just in a different format. Well, I mean, yeah, there's definitely some aspects that Disney always tries to, you know, kind of give a backstory or it's, or it's, um, it, it's exposition in ways that we don't need the exposition. That happens a lot. But I think it's toned down a little bit for the show. And I did definitely enjoy the last episode. I thought it was really nice. Um, there's there was there's points where I kind of wish they would have like harked back to some of the John Williams themes just because the show is 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 definitely taking um, advantage of like the nostalgia factor. It's just so weird that like they'll. They'll put Leia's theme in there and they'll put the force theme in there, but they won't put like Battle of the Heroes, um, which I think would have been a great track. Actually, there's a re-edit on YouTube um, that I almost sent to you, but I'll send it to you later if if anybody listening to the podcast wants to look it up. Where they Um, actually put the Battle of the Heroes music and this guy didn't just like slap the music on top like he hand selected parts of the Battle of the Heroes, I think work really, really well. Uh, with that fight scene with Obi-Wan versus Darth Vader last time around. And it, I'm a, to, I don't know, to me, it adds a different depth to the fight scene. Like music is very, very important. And why Disney is so afraid to use older, older themes, even if just like it's a rendition, it doesn't even need to be the full theme fully, but maybe because like John Williams, the uh, let me just make this point real quick. John Williams, like the best thing about him is that he can write multiple different themes in a movie and then find some way to interweave them all together. They all fit. It's like a perfect puzzle. Um, 
So that's always been his thing. Like if you listen to the score in any Star Wars, any Jurassic Park, any Harry Potter, every character has their own theme. Even some places that they go visit have their own theme. And somehow he's able, John Williams has this, this skill of like interweaving everything together to where um, you have to kind of listen for it, but you can notice these, these nice little details like, oh my God, they're interweaving the theme. So I don't know. I felt like it was kind of a missed missed opportunity in that realm because it just adds such a different depth to the fight scene. When you can hear something like the Battle of the Heroes, which is a song that's written directly for Obi-Wan and Anakin's fight, you know, this is like this is like the second Battle of the Heroes. Right. So I would have I don't know. I just think I would have liked to hear. And also Star Wars has always been about like the sound design and the music. So I just kind of wish I would have heard a little more of that. I do like the Obi-Wan theme that John Williams wrote, but like the overarching music is just it's just not that great. It's not standout ish. I think the overarching music, including the Obi-Wan theme, is pretty just middle of the road. It's not bad, but it doesn't really stand out as a whole. And, you know, you could probably attribute that to the fact that John Williams is like fucking pushing 90 at this point. Yeah, he is 90. Oh, he is in his um, 90s. Yes. And so, like, you know, it's it's not fair to expect the same levels of, uh, you know, creativity and power for music that he had back when he was, you know, half his age um, or even just, you know, a third of his age younger than he is now. Um right. <clears throat> However, I I do feel that using the old music is too fan servicey, and that it's not a bad thing to separate yourself from music that was already used before. It's like, yeah, the Battle of Heroes is an Obi Wan and Anakin fight, but at the end of the day, that song was also for their big fight before he turned into Vader. Like it's although it could have fit here and you sent me the video where they use the star Wars theme at the very end of Obi-Wan. It is in its way. And I will minorly respect Disney for this. I don't, or I don't know whose decision it was, but like, it's not a bad thing to separate yourself from the movies. It's not a bad thing to separate yourself from this storyline, like to just have its own thing. And if meaning that if that means you have to add different music for it, that is not as good as the original star Wars music, I can respect it. And I'm actually prefer it at the end of the day. Well said. And that is actually where I was going is that I showed that re-edit to Rose and she was like, you know, it doesn't do anything for me. I, I, I think it's nice that the movies have their own songs and different points of the movies have their own songs. And so do the shows. Um, it is kind of weird, though, kind of like what you said, the music's kind of down the middle. It's like middle ground music. And yes, you could maybe attest that to John Williams age. I mean, he obviously wrote the Obi-Wan theme the way he wanted to write it, but it definitely seems toned down. It doesn't seem as dramatic. Um, maybe that's the vibe he was going for. But it's interesting that uh, Ludwig Gorison, who did the music for um, Boba Fett and Mandalorian, like, dude, that Mandalorian theme is killer, you know? Oh, I mean, all the music in the Mandalorian is killer. Even the... Uh the ah oh fuck what are they called the death trooper theme where it's like all yes yeah, like dubstep almost yeah. yeah i mean uh it's just a new spin right it's the new spin on that star wars sound but what's interesting about the mandalorian and especially just like the mandalorian theme is it takes a lot of musical inspirational and um very similar sounding chord structure that a lot of john williams songs is like a lot of john williams's music has had in the past so Bravo. I mean, I really did enjoy the way that they just ended the show. I really don't think a second season is going to be a thing. I, I really can't see it. Maybe Obi-Wan might show up in the background or something on the Ahsoka show, which we know is coming, or I don't know. But overall, I am personally totally okay with this show being over because they hit the three things I really wanted out of the show. They still used a nostalgic soundtrack by using Leia's theme and the force theme, right? The one we all, the one we all know. I think the lightsaber action was better this time around than any of them. And I really did kind of feel the weight of this final fight scene when Obi-Wan gets out of the rocks. I thought that was great. It's, it's still, not a great shot fight scene, which is a little frustrating. Now, to put it in perspective, I watched um, Everything Everywhere All at Once for my second time the same day I watched Obi-Wan shows. So that 
I still would have recognized the, the Vader fight scene and not be that great. But also when watching that movie, the everything everywhere, it's like, OK, this is how you fucking shoot a fight scene. You hold the camera back. You put keep the editing down to a lower amount. You let something last for at least two to three seconds before you cut it at the very least. And when I watch the Vader Obi-Wan fight scene, it's like they're doing cool things they're doing good stunts they're doing good choreography but it's kind of torn apart by the fact that there's a lot of edits there's a lot of quick cuts there's a lot of fucking camera movement still that's a stupid claw shot which i don't even want to call it a crane shot because it's literally like a claw machine and it's just dangling all over the place from on top and then also um i wasn't a fan of like where they fought it's dark as shit it's like yeah. could we not have gotten just a little bit more light going on um so that was and I have another thing to complain about, but just from the filming and choreography standpoint, like I was a little frustrated with the fight, although it was an improvement right. from the other fights that were in the show. That's what I, I was just, thinking. I was thinking of like the more, not the Anakin Obi-Wan training fight sequence, because that was really good. In fact, if you've, I don't know if you've watched, up. yes, I don't know if you've watched it cut together on YouTube yet, but it, it, it works. I did. Um, and it, it does work. It does work. It's much better. But I'm talking about the very first time that old Obi-Wan fights um, Darth Vader. You know, I mean, and even in comparison to like the very first Star Wars, like the, these fights are a lot more dramatic, right? That's, they're still more flashy. And I guess they're trying to convey something with it being so dark and there being so much movement. I can definitely agree on the fact that just overall, Obi-Wan, whoever color graded that show... They went too dark in the dark scenes. Sorry, you guys. Did just, they go? I don't know if you didn't have your maybe your monitor was set too bright and you weren't really thinking about people with different TVs or watching on a projector or watching on their phone. But it's got the it's it makes even Batman look a little more translatable <laughs> in, in different places. So um, I'm just like, look. The fight scene, like the heart was there. And I guess that's why I'm saying it was a great fight is because it really did feel like an Anakin Obi-Wan fight again. It just was executed kind of odd. Um, it, also, another thing that I think probably results from the darkness of the way it's shot is the lightsabers are almost too bright at some points. Like it, when you're doing a thematic thing of like, you know, the red overtaking the blue or this and that, which also I'll give another point to the show that they really integrate purple a lot more in a blue lightsaber, red lightsaber clash. Um, yes. But at the same time, like the lightsabers are almost so fucking bright that it all it oversaturates the character's next lightsaber more. So Obi-Wan, because he has a lighter color with it being blue. Um, but that's that's also just like I agree with you, like the color grading is just kind of off as a whole. It was something that had to do, I don't know if it was, if, if this was intentional, but like we discussed in the last episode, they definitely have the production means to make the shot however the fuck they want. And they do hold the camera awfully still, but in almost the wrong places, you know? Anytime there's any kind of drama or intensity introduced is when they start going to shaky camera. And I've noticed that. And like we talked about before, like you, you noticed it, like when Obi-Wan's talking to the straight, the Jedi guy, right? Like the, the camera's shaky or when, uh, Obi-Wan's fighting Vader on this weird moon planet, let's call it moon, moon, spiky rock planet. Like not, not Tatooine. It looks like I, when I, it's, I saw the video pop up on my YouTube for a second and started auto playing. I was like, oh, are they on Tatooine? That's weird. But then it's like not Tatooine, but it almost is basically. It's just, I don't know. It, it, it had a lot to be desired, but then they brought back our boy, um, Liam Neeson, as Qui-Gon. And I knew they would. I mean, they had to, right? And they did the uh, hello there. I thought it was going to end with the hello there. Which would have Okay, been hold on. Line. So the internet has ruined that fucking line because had that line not been memed to fucking death, that is a good, like, kind of... Uh, it's technically not a bookend since it's, like, the middle technically, but, like, a bookmark for... The first time Obi-Wan meets uh, Luke Skywalker to the first time he meets him in A New Hope, because that's the first line he says there. So, like, it, it's a good line, but because the Internet exists and they're awful, it's a fucking meme. It's like, oh, haha, nudge, nudge. <laughs> I guess. But I mean, that's what that's what he's always said. So, kind no, of I know. To, I'm just, you know, I I'm get just it. saying 
It's the, a Ray Skywalker situation, but not as bad. No, it's not. I'm saying it's a good line. I'm just saying the internet has ruined it, like in the long run. It's it's the right decision to use that line, but because the internet has memed that line to death, that's where it's just like, ah, okay. <laughs> well, I thought it was cute. I knew they had to do it somewhere. Uh, stop just saying they had to do it. I hate. They had that. to do it. <laughs> they line. had to do it. It's like there's a there's like a rule book, you know, for all this shit. And then they decide. And the, a lot of the problems we have is where they don't follow it. And I'm saying it's artistic. So, I mean, I'm at least I'm saying did. it's artistically. I'm saying it's artistically good to do it. And I'm glad they did it. I'm just saying. It's it's like, um, fuck it. But you and I you both know it. they had to. Dude, stop. <laughs> they had to, bro. Someone Shut was there the with a gun. Kathleen Kennedy was like, I will, chill, I will kill all your children, starting with the firstborn, if you do not put these lines in there. But, but, uh, but at the Rob, same time, we have no source material. We have nothing to pull from. I'm Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> You've yeah, heard her also, say that, uh, right? Yeah, you heard her say so. that? Yeah, one time she was on an interview and she was just like, we don't have anything to pull from. And people are like, it's like the SpongeBob meme, you know, where he just keeps showing Patrick the diapers. Yeah. Um, Frob said about the fight, pure passion, pure rage, pure power, all emotion. I would say so. I actually, uh, okay, hold on. What'd you think of the rocks? I liked it. I liked it. It's so fucking like it's it's like, you know, kind of cheesy, but I liked it. it there's, the, the thing about this episode is that it really feels like what like the third episode should have been. And then, you know, we have like resolving so, conflict for the rest of it. You know, this one really felt like almost like I could have just watched this one episode. And if they recut the story in a certain way to where it worked, it was, I can tell that it was kind of like originally was supposed to be a movie and I can kind of tell it, it kind of gives me that vibes that like this is a movie that somebody rewrote and strung out to last four hours and you know what I think I would have preferred it to be a movie because a lot a lot of the fluff is really not necessary um and I actually okay so when I say the rocks I mean there's a two part to that there's where Vader buries Sorry, yeah, Vader buries Obi-Wan in rocks, which I'm just like, really, dude? You fucking, like, you're a Sith. Kill people. You wanted to torture this man. Like, kill him up close and personal. Like, why are... It, it's one of those things of, like, okay, this is obviously just so Obi-Wan could overcome it and, like, best Vader. Or, like, it, it, it's a story beat that's way too obvious. Like, yeah, sure, I get, I get what they're doing, but, like, you could have written it a little bit better, I guess. Or, I don't know, it's just... It's the same thing with the third sister, Reva. It's like, why not just fucking kill her? You're a Sith. Like, come on, man. Um, I'll get back to Reva in a second. And then also the second part of the rocks being Obi-Wan lifting up a fuck ton and then just nailing Vader with it, which, I mean, not really a fan service for me anymore, but like, I get it. Like, it's a cool scene and everything like that. But at the same time, it's just like, I'm it's getting really exhausting to see star Wars as a whole, keep upping force powers to ridiculous degrees, like over and over again, like, uh, it, and without like really any varied context of the matter. It's like, Obi-Wan lifts a fuck ton of rocks and everything like that. It's like, okay. But like in a new hope, they wouldn't even use that. <laughs> it's just, it, I know it's like a different source material thing or not a different source material. It's a different time or whatever, but it's just like, this is a big fucking gap in force ability compared to like what this character has shown in the prequels and the original trilogy. Well, I mean, he has crushed people before, like pulled General Grievous's armor apart. I'd imagine he's pretty strong by the time he reconnected with the force. But yeah, like you said, this is a different timeline. It's almost like a different timeline in a lot of ways because the way Obi-Wan is shown is that he had cut himself off from the force but maybe that was just a part of the ruse that was non-existent because obviously he turned himself into a force ghost, which only very powerful Jedi have the power of doing, supposedly, quote unquote. Um, wow. Well, we've seen 
we've seen Ray lift up like a million rocks before. I mean, obviously, that's not that's, about Ray. I know, but you know what I'm saying? That force power. Th- that's what around. I'm saying. It's it's the sequel shit. It's the modern shit. That's like, ooh, okay, they have the ability to move things. Let's keep upping that without any kind of good context. And then, but it's also at the same time breaking away from like the realm of like, oh, the Jedi were gone for 20 years. This is why Luke can't do this. Like in the original trilogy, you know, you see Vader versus Obi-Wan. It's like, okay, if he had these powers, why not blast him? And it's like, oh, well, this, this is a newer thing. It has nothing to do with the thing made back in the forties. It's like, yeah, but at the same time, he didn't have to lift all those rocks in Obi-Wan. He could have like focused on one rock and really nailed Vader with it. And that would have made more sense. But the fact that it's like multiple rocks and it's all over the place and nailing him, it's like, okay, why didn't he do this in the original prequels? Not the original trilogy, but the prequels when he was like a fucking Jedi master. It's like, it's, it's just, it's so fan servicey and like, it keeps raising the bar for what these characters can like do and been established to do without any, like he trained on this. He did this. It's just, it doesn't make fucking sense. Had he been training all that time and not been disconnected to the force, which if he was doing a ruse, that's a very shitty ruse. Then like, I would have maybe appreciated it more, but at the same time, once again, the original, that's just fucking, uh, I mean, it goes back to the prequels, really, with George Lucas. I mean, that's where the lightsaber fights changed and the force powers started changing on the fly. Um, And people were like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? And they were already like, this is weird because it went from so being so slow to being so flashy and being so intense. And so now I agree with you. Like, you basically took the words out of my mouth as things progressed, like video games and other versions of Star Wars, and then we get the sequel trilogy, right? They start introducing stuff like force healing, which is really like a video game thing first, and then now it's like, okay, now that's in the movie. And then, like, lifting up a bunch of stuff, like Ray does it. Okay, well, now that's in the movie. So by the time we make it to Obi-Wan, it's like, how do we show that he's, like, super, super fucking in tune with the force and powerful? Well, then let's make him pick up a bunch of thousand rocks. What do people complain about it? Well, we've done it before in the video games, and then we've done it in, in the books, and we talk about it in certain books and then we do it here. That's what I'm saying. Like they, they, what I'm saying, they have to do things. I know that bothers you when I say that it's not that it's more so that it's like they have their own little checklist and their own little rule book and they just pick and choose what they like. And going back to, cause you, you touched on a bunch of things really fast. I'm like trying to keep track of it. I literally wrote down fucking notes. Um, going back to the fight with, with Obi-Wan and Darth Vader and him throwing a bunch of rocks and like how it's like, yeah, maybe just one big rock would have been more meaningful. I agree with that. I actually liked it when he was fighting Anakin. I keep calling him Anakin, but whatever. It's Darth, Darth Vader. And he grabs the back end of his lightsaber and starts hitting his respirator over and over and over again and like breaks his respirator. And you can hear Darth Vader struggling to breathe with that like classic. Yeah, I can't say I like that too. I thought it would have been a little more meaningful if he beat him so to shit. I really don't think the the rocks were super necessary. We could have focused more on the inner working of the duel and how he used. But I guess what the rocks are supposed to signify is that he's weaponless and yet he's still finding a way to defeat and win the battle using using his brains instead of just pure skill. And and that's always been the difference of Obi-Wan and Anakin. So I understand why they used it. But what I thought was my favor. Right. You're right. He's holding it in his fucking right hand when he does it. Um, You're right. But maybe I don't know, but it's still showing that he doesn't need the lightsaber. Right. Or whatever. But I'm not explaining. I'm explaining the the mindset here. But what happens for me, I think if they would have kept it more interpersonal, like when he destroyed the respirator and he cut his helmet in half, what would have been cool is if he maybe took an arm or something. You know what I mean? Like, because Darth Vader has robotic arms. He could, obviously his helmet's been destroyed before in Rebels and it's been destroyed again and again and fucking again. And then Kylo Ren disrespects the shit out of it by throwing it against the wall. So it's like these, these different forms of like what how you want to show the power. They decided to show that Obi-Wan has a leg up on Darth Vader in the Force I didn't really think that was necessary because we know how stupid, powerful Darth Vader is with the force. It would have been cool to maybe have the role switched where Obi-Wan was making a lot of the mistakes that Anakin made, like in that training sequence. That would have been interesting. But even just having the fight be personal, 
going to the respirator and maybe taking Darth Vader's arm. I think that See, would have been a little more, a little more uh, careful. But I still liked the inclusion of cutting the helmet. Uh, I just think it could have been a little more violent. And if Obi Wan cut off the arm of Anakin, maybe like a quick flashback to Revenge of the Sith, where he's done that before, where he took okay. both his arms and a leg. It would have been interesting. I don't. Okay, so I don't like the idea of taking an arm because that's too ritualistic. That's too like, oh, it's been, you have to do it there in Star Wars. I think what would have been more resonating for the Obi-Wan story in the show was Vader's weekend with the open mask, with the broken respirator, and he's literally limping around. And a reflection would be like how Vader lifted Obi-Wan up in the air. Now that Obi-Wan's back in tune with the force and Vader's weak, he can now lift him in the air. Like that's that's a payoff. That's a reflection of like what happened earlier in the show. And it's now on the opposite end. And yeah. if you want to reflect if you want to reflect the force powers, you want to reflect him being stronger than Vader at that moment. I feel like that would have been a better option to do than just a bunch of CGI rocks being pelted uh, in a display we've never really personally seen before without leaning on like the Star Wars fan service of cutting off an arm. Um, I don't know that I think that may have been a better option personally. True. I mean, but no matter what, it's just we can agree that there's other ways of showing it. You know, even if Obi-Wan overcame him with the force, if Obi-Wan maybe had a, a flash of being a Sith or something, you know, because everybody's susceptible to it. It's like a temptation, right? Like that's their idea of it in their world. I, or something, I really wish something maybe. But I, I overall, I think the fight was was good. I mean, it like I said, it was better than anything else in the show. And yeah, the scene where. Anakin and Obi-Wan are talking with the mask broken open, which is my favorite fucking part of the entire show. Like, fuck everything else in the show. Fuck every fight or action scene. Just them talking in the middle of the fight with the mask broken and Ian McGregor actually showing he's a great actor. Uh, and even Hayden Christensen doing a good job in the kind of transition between Anakin's voice and Darth Vader's voice, which was really good. Yeah, I was like, when I saw that, I was like, I was actually kind of bummed out. I'm like, why can the show have been more of this? Like, why was the show what we got? And why wasn't this more conflicting, emotional turmoil, emotional, like discovery of oneself? And like, it's yeah, I was actually more disappointed when I saw that scene because the rest of the show was not that or anything close to it. It was a good scene. I just thank God they tied a bow around it. Like I said before, a movie would have been the better call, probably. Yeah, no, I agree. And, movie and, would rewritten, have been much better and rewritten very much like for self-reflection. They went a very different way than I was thinking they were going to go. I, I understood there was Inquisitors. I understood, understood there was a hunt for Jedi. But I thought it was going to be more one-sided. I really thought it was going to be Obi-Wan's being tracked. And so he doesn't give away the position of Luke and Leia. He leaves Tatooine. You know, uh, to keep them safe. And most importantly, Luke, because he lives on Tatooine, he happens to live in the same place that this, um, you know, adopted kid that he is somewhat like in responsible for, you know, is at. Like it would have made more sense to have a chase feel where Obi-Wan is leaving and going off world because he's being chased by Inquisitors. Inquisitors are a new thing. Gives you an opportunity to int introduce Inquisitors in a scary way like they kind of started off with. Um, but they just keep taking the death card away. Like anytime a character should die, they're like, nope, just kidding. And it doesn't yeah, really mean Yeah, that's annoying. Is that this, this is a weird trope that's starting to happen on TV shows because they're looking to stretch it out, man. Like we do on this podcast, talking Obi-Wan to fucking death, but it's the same idea. It's like stretch it out as far as you can and make these characters survive so we can keep using them because people recognize these characters. The end. So let's talk about that because that's a good segue uh, to Reva's arc uh, because we're both on the same page of like have or die as a villain because it's. It's different. Refreshing. It's, it's different. different. Yeah, they've been they've been doing it too much. Now, she survived at the end of uh, the last episode and we both predicted like. You know, if she does live, she's going to have like a redemption, like they're going to make her good or something like that. And we were both kind of like, no, nah, keep her a bad guy and let her die. I still stand by that. I still would have preferred it. However, where I liked Reva, um, I really liked her actress's performance in the redemption enough to be like, 
okay. Like I'm okay with this mainly because the actress did a really good job of selling, uh, the regret and everything like that. So true. Very true. I thought that scene was well done. So dark though. Come on, man. Why does everything have to be so dark? I fucking had to close my blinds to be like, what is happening? Obi-Wan's like running through the desert and I'm like, what's happening? And Luke's running through the desert while Reva's chasing him. And I'm like, where is everybody? Did you watch it All I could on see your was myself? I uh, know I didn't watch it on my projector. I watched it. I should have probably, cause it would have been darker in that room, but I watched it downstairs, like on the 4k TV, like big, bright fucking TV. And no, like, Still couldn't make shit out. I was like, Piz, what the um, fuck? And then Star Wars continues to underutilize Joel Edgerton. Ah, God, he was so underutilized. He's such a, he's probably the best actor in that movie and the show. And did just, you watch that meme I sent you? Yeah, I did like that. The hello there. Like, General Kenobi. Yeah, someone like turned Luke into General Kenobi or fucking General Grievous. It's so gross. Would you like to meet him? <laughs> yeah, and how he's just like, you want to meet him? Like, in the middle of his speech. It's so stupid. It's such a good I, edit. Yeah. I love it. I love Joel Edgerton. I'm like, I wish he was in more. But, uh, and then, of course, he had he had to go back to Leia at course uh, No. Organa. Wait. On Alderaan. I'm not going to lie. I'm on, like, my third White Claw right now. Uh, You're feeling it, huh? I'm feeling a little bit, Mr. Krabs, but uh, nice. yeah, he had, he had to go back to Alderaan and had to see Princess Leia again and everything like that. And it's just like, it's another situation of like, man, you would have think, you would have thought with this kind of relationship they had, Leia may have been a little, ah, that sucks. I knew him, at least in the original trilogy. That I, ah, that's what I previously said is it's, I can see a universe where she knew Obi-Wan and that's why she called out to him and everything like that. So it wasn't a bad idea to use Leia. I think they made their relationship too strong. And for the most part, I found the relationship pretty unnecessary um, as a whole. It was like, oh, cutesy little girl action. Like, oh, he's protecting her. It's like, yeah, no, I, I really didn't need Leia this much in the show. I think one episode of him saving her and then like she goes to the rebels and she's like, oh, this guy's cool, but not like this man's like an uncle to me. He's like, he's family. And then he tells me about my real birth mother and father. It's like, okay, let's Disney tone it down a bit. <laughs> let's get your fucking Disney dial. Turn it down to a three at least. Yeah, that was just a little weird. I don't know. It's it is what it is. I'm just happy that you and McGregor came back. I'm happy that they did it. I want to move on. You know, it's like, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I for, think I'm, at least they didn't destroy it, you know, and they it's like we we, we well the bar is set pretty fucking low, honestly. Uh, yeah. And, and for for you and I, I'm like, we we try to watch things in a way where we think like there's some care and there's some thought and there's some some slow, long strides taken on the creative aspect but what ends up happening ultimately is there's a lot of corporate figures involved takes a lot of time to get one thing even done so even in the way that the the show isn't perfect it's still cool that it exists and i think the parts were played the way they should have been played it is a disney show so obviously we're gonna have these things it's like Our expectancy, what I'm trying to convey is like for the people listening, like we're not just completely dogging on Star Wars. We understand that this is why it is where it is because of basically who owns the property and that it's more of a corporation ran event and less of like a inner working kind of new thing, right? Star Wars used to always bring new people to the table that you've never heard of. And in a way they still do that. Like with the actress playing the third sister and some other people here and there who would normally never be in Star Wars, like flea and thundercat. And like, what? Like these other celebrity like people for sure, but they also go in there and they find new people. But what is interesting to me is that they seem to just kind of, float around story-wise they just make up shit and and it's kind of obvious when shit's made up because star wars is a world we're not just dogging on it because oh disney blah 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 blah. but there's a lot of conflicting nature with the the idea of this being a universe or a world or an overarching story but you know 
I'm happy we saw it and I'm happy it was made. I'm excited to see them do something like Knights of the Old Republic because they have to. I mean, they're not go. They don't have to, but they really fucking should follow the story as it's told. You know, not 100 percent, but I mean, get there. You get there from point A to point B. And there's a lot less of this, like there has to be a kid involved. You know, I feel like they could kind of Disney in general can kind of make Star Wars a little more adult oriented. I think it just makes sense. They got there already with some of the violence that we've seen in Obi-Wan, like a stormtrooper getting cut full in half and arms flying off and some pretty violent shit happening. So I think if we can transition Star Wars out of being like kiddie, especially in the live action tellings of it, you know, you can have the animated series and even Rebels gets pretty and not Rebels. Uh, oh, my Clone God. Wars Clone Wars is so darker than up. most of the fucking. Fuck. Yeah. So. Yeah. But you see, I'm, I'm talking like maybe Rebels or whatever the new ones are. They yeah, might be yeah. toned down. I'm sure. I'm sure they are. Maybe not. I could be. Fuck. I haven't really seen them, so I could be totally wrong on that. Um but I'm probably right. And I feel like that this is an opportunity for, uh, obviously Disney will never listen to this or give a fuck, but it's a good opportunity for them to transition the IP of star Wars into a more, I'm not talking like game of Thrones and shit. I'm talking more like in the middle ground, maybe like Lord of the Rings esque. Cause I mean, Lord of the Rings is full of beheadings and arms flying and torsos flying and legs and shit. Um, it's just fantasy violence. And I think the benefit of a lightsaber is that we don't expect to see blood. You know what I mean? Like, but I think the deadliness should be conveyed a little more just because it's literally a beam of plasma that should slice through you with no problem and instantly cauterize those wounds, you know? So, uh, it's just that the whole Leia idea, having Leia and all these things, it's just kind of Mandalorian. It's like, that's okay. That's a Mandalorian. So is every show going to have to have a child that drives the emotional prerogative? I don't know. I think, um, my, my closing statement on, I guess, star Wars and everything. And this also goes to Marvel and everything. And I'm pretty sure I've said this before is I can't be invested in stories that never end. Um, because if you're in bed and Papa's reading you a bedtime story that's never ending, eventually you're going to fall asleep on it. And I'm tired and I don't want to fall asleep on Star Wars and Marvel. So I'm having to make the decision to, and then, you know, this, this isn't to say that I may not check out something in the future, but like, I've, I really think I'm just going to pass up on, even if they do do a season two of, Obi-Wan, even if they do a season three of Mandalorian, I think I may probably pass on those or have no urgency to watch them whatsoever. Uh, same with Marvel. I've already been doing that with Marvel, like Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, Doctor Strange, all those movies I still haven't, movies and shows I haven't watched. And I, I don't really feel like I'm missing out on anything. I really care to watch them. Um, I think Star Wars has kind of run its course for me for a good amount of time. Even if they do a Knights of the Old Republic, I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just... I need I need things to end. I need confidence to know that a show is willing to close a book on a story and let it stay closed. Well said. Thank you. Anyway, yeah. uh, well, this is more of a halfway point, but I mean, yeah, yeah. the screen has been up the whole time. I never switched over to the other screen. Kind of scared to. I'll explain in a sec. But um, for anybody listening. If you like our show and you guys are entertained and you want to hear more from us, we don't always talk about Star Wars and hopefully we'll be talking less about it now. Um, mm. But you guys can follow us by going to www.theemptyglasspodcast.com. That's where you can follow us on Instagram. We don't post there ever. I don't know why I said Instagram is my first thing. It's so fucking <laughs> weird. I mean, we have it. I mean, we have one, but we never post yeah. there. I don't know why that was my first go to. My brain just said Instagram. Uh, okay, so but you can listen to us on fucking Spotify. We're on Apple Music. God damn it, we're everywhere. But if you don't know how to find us, just go to www.theemptyglasspodcast.com and that'll help you find us. So, yeah, that's it. Yeah, so before you talk about your Discord issues and your computer issues as a whole, um, I'd just like to say I'm so glad we're done talking about Disney because... You know, Disney just has constant references and it's just really annoying. Uh, speaking of which, I watched a Chip and Dale movie last night. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Did you watch it? No. Uh, I mean, it's a movie I can classify as harmless. It's harmless. It's a, it tries to be like Roger Rabbit and is nowhere close. Uh, but basically it is Disney, the movie. It's just a, it's a movie flexing on all the properties and references that they can make and afford to make. And, uh, that aspect is honestly a little gross because it's just like, no, no, aside from one good, funny joke, in my opinion, which involves Seth Rogen. Do you want, do you care about spoilers? Um, is this like how Seth Rogen like laughs three times or something? It was like four different characters. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's dumb, but I thought that's that was how low the bar was. Stefan It's like the movie basically has no jokes. Everything is just a reference. Ah. Every jo- every joke, every line is a reference to this thing. It's a reference to that thing. It's like, oh, hey, Batman versus E.T. I didn't pull that out of my ass. It's literally a joke in that movie. Oh my God. Yeah, it's it's gross. It's it's really gross to see a company with this absurd amount of money who has the idea that making references is how they make money, which is fair. That's what they do in Star Wars, what they do in Marvel. It's what they do for all their properties. Like they just make reference after reference. Yeah. So that's the epitome of it. And like I said, uh, my girlfriend or my girlfriend put on last night when she was doing my nails. My nails are beautiful, by the way, just to let you know. And um, so we half watched it, which thank God, I don't know what I would have done if we gave it my full attention. Well, uh, I mean, there you go. It's just yeah. like a, one of those background movie type things. Yeah. And I uh, can but, see that totally being the case. It's just it's it's so. You know, it's so like them to just say. If we're going to make a Roger Rabbit movie, let's just be self-absorbed, at least to some level degree. But that sounds it sounds cute. You know, I've I, I've heard certain things about it. It sounds cute. It's like, what is fine. It? Ba- it's ugly, harmless. Ugly Sonic or something's in it. Like the bad looking Sonic from the commercials. For yeah. The original. Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy that they like even have Sonic because, I mean, wouldn't they technically have to get the Sonic rights to like use that? Yeah, like Paramount, they had to pay DC for like a shadowy figure of batman i'm sure um i mean they have a bunch of they have a bunch of disney properties but then the amount of disney properties i'm sorry the amount of properties that weren't owned by disney in the movie also i was just like wow okay uh this is this is the spot to the cash in those checks to have it in this movie really well maybe it worked because kids are kids will watch anything that's a shame oh god I don't know if it's I don't know if I miss being able to just watch any movie without hating it or if I think kids are idiots for not liking good shit. I mean, I feel like there's like vibes, you know, you sit down to watch something and I kind of go more so like, do I want to watch something funny and stupid? Do I want to watch like a horror movie, you know? And I just I feel like it's more like vibes. And since people have so much option, they'll just watch whatever. And eventually it'll circle around to you watching whatever the fuck you said you'd never watch. Right. Because you run out of shit to watch. That's so. no, there's, there's enough good movies out there, Stefan. I did show my girlfriend for the first time after Obi-Wan, uh, the Truman show. We watched that together. I love that movie. She really liked it. And of course, Could sorry, you hear my, guys. Did you, hear, did you hear my cat? <laughs> no, I heard you screaming at your newborn child. Baby wouldn't shut the fuck up. It's because, like, Discord, I don't think has a fucking, like, Discord doesn't have mute, but on the podcast, anytime I'm, like, coughing or hacking shit (laughs) or yelling at baby, like, they can't hear it, and the people on the podcast can't hear it. But I guess Matt can, because normally I have it push to talk, but I probably don't. No, I totally uh, fucking don't. So I'm having to do push to talk, but only for the stream. Jesus Christ, I'm sorry for all the hacking, Matt. Like, you've heard that. Nobody listening to the podcast has heard that, but you got it. You had to hear every single time. I was like, bleh, 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 and shit. That's horrible. Every syllable, baby. Uh, awesome. So what's going on with your computer? God damn it. It's a fucking story, man. But I mean, I guess we have, a, we have some time in the podcast. Um, uh, so if you remember in the last episode of the podcast, it didn't get posted until like yesterday. I again had to like download our podcast from Twitch and um, Twitch, right? Yeah, that's what we're streaming on. Jesus Christ. 
Yes. Fucking Are you okay? Which one of us has been drinking? I literally haven't. So you, but I'm fucked up. Yep. Um, well, in the episode last week, I talked about like my hard drive connecting and how that could like sometimes glitch out the stream. Well, turns out that when we finished with the podcast, I actually restarted the computer and was like, okay, cool. So the drive is obviously going to show up. It didn't. But then when I would go into like my dashboard, they call it like the Drobo dashboard. It shows that 18 terabytes out of like 64 terabytes has been taken. So my data is there. And this is, this is shit that is like work for the past six years. I mean, just an, an unbelievable amount of shit is it resides on this hard drive. Like a lot of shit, um, uh-huh. shit that this is like the backup of the fucking backup. And basically I did not, I don't know why it did this at first until I did some research, but I went into my computer and my like hard drive management and uh, a lot of people online were saying, well, you just got to re-index the drive, which means you got to add a letter to it. And once you add a letter to it, well, you know, it'll show up because the hard drive makes a noise when it's plugged into the computer. The dedicated program for the hard drive shows that it's existing and that it is has a certain amount of space taken up out of its full capacity. But under Windows, it's just like raw data. Which means, what the fuck? So when I would go to try to add a letter, it'd be like, you have to format the hard drive, which is English for n- delete all your shit. In which case I said no. And then I actually had to go down a fucking huge rabbit hole reading so many different fucking forums and all kinds of things and comments until I finally found somebody, one person, who made a post back in 2016 who had the same exact problem I do. And it was caused by a Windows update, which would make sense because the day before we recorded our podcast last week, which would have been Wednesday, I went in here, I did work and shit. I worked all fucking day and I used the crap out of my computer. And by the time I was done with it, it was like, do you want to do update and shut down? And I was like, sure, or update and restart. And apparently because this particular hard drive, this backup massive hard drive, um, is like an always on hard drive. It has its own power supply, dedicated power supply, dedicated fan in there. You know, it's its own little computer. Basically it stays on all the time. That way, if your computer was to like shut off real quick, it wouldn't mess up any of the drives. Right? So because it's on all the time, when the computer went to update, it put all of the update files in like the new, um, clone or partition of windows, if you will, onto the Drobo, onto my backup drive. So golly, it's just, it was a fucking rabbit hole. And I basically have been having this one program run since last Thursday after our podcast. And it's at 86%. Currently elapsed time is 188 hours and 49 minutes. And this program supposedly finds if a partition was put on top of another partition. It's basically like a sandwich. Like the other piece of bread is still there. It's just underneath this piece of bread. So you can't see it. Basically Mm. what I'm having this program do is find everything on that second layer of bread and bring it to the surface. And, uh, yeah. So it's, it's, it's a big Mac. Yeah. But fuck man, it's literally, it's had to look through 18 terabytes of stuff over the past week. And that, that equates to 18,000 gigabytes. Wow. That blows. That sounds like it also really all of Also, all my video games are on that thing, too. <laughs> Why? I don't know. But that's where all of my, like, Steam library is. So I've been uh, considering recently completely cleaning out my computer. Because uh, similar to you, although I've never had to work off my personal computer, so slightly different. But similar, I've had my... The, the brain. I've had the brain of my computer since I was 18. I'm now, it's almost been a decade since. Uh, so there's a lot of files all over the place. There's a lot of programs all over the place. I have different size hard drives that some have some things, some have other things. And it's, my computer does okay. It's, it's done very well, but it's really slower in some other aspects that it shouldn't be in. So I'm almost at the point that I'm like, I'm going to format 
the entire fucking hard drive, like everything. Like I'm just going to go through, find pictures or whatever, like quote unquote sentimental shit and put it on like a external hard drive. And then every other hard drive connects to my computer, fucking wiping it clean. Uh, and then if I want to upload games, I'm just going to re-download the ones I have. So rather than having my entire Steam library downloaded at once, I'm just going to have the select ones I want to play downloaded. And uh, hopefully that'll speed some things up and just kind of organize me for the next 10 years. Uh, that's it, man. I mean, like I said, I was trying to set up the stream on the laptop and definitely I will at some point. And I can actually take the like settings that I use here for our stream and just kind of like apply them to the laptop just because mm -hmm. that's going to more than likely be one of my more permanent PCs once this and if because I mean, I can't just say once. I still need to make sure that this program actually found usable shit. Just because it found a lot of shit doesn't mean it's usable. Some of it might be corrupted. Yeah. But in a perfect world where all of my shit is fine, I'm going to put that shit back on that hard drive and I'm going to motherfucking turn off that hard drive and I'm never going to use it on my PC ever again. I'll use it on my Mac, but I'm never going to use it on my PC ever fucking again. Yeah, boy, kill it. Nope. Burn it. Nope. Not going to set do it, it on man. fire. It's not worth it. And other people were like, there was this particular individual that I got all of this information that kind of created like a roadmap in my head. Like, why did this happen? Okay. This is why this happened. What sucks is that like when you're diagnosing a problem, you can't just be like, this is the problem. Fix it. You got to like create a timeline. You got to be like, why did this happen? What do I do from here? And like, I was just lucky as shit. I give all my credit to this this dude on a fucking forum because he saved my ass well supposedly i don't know yet but it's looking promising it's better that it's finding stuff than it's not finding stuff right and there's a paywall for this fucking program it's like 70 bucks but i'm like fuck it if it's gonna find my shit it's worth it and if it doesn't find my shit and i get gypped out of 70 bucks i don't give a fuck i haven't paid anything yet supposedly it scans and then if it finds stuff then you have to pay but this guy is like oh it's legit though so I don't know. I'm just taking a word. Of, it's like there's there's all kinds of ways this could go. But if my options are nothing, I'll take something over nothing, you know. And uh, mm -hmm. wow, it's just a fucking crazy shitbag scenario. Like I've never experienced anything fucking like that where it's like this is your life now, you know, where it's like, why isn't this working? I go to plug it in my Mac. It's like, got to be formatted. I'm like, motherfucker, I'm not about to format. 18 terabytes of my work you know all kinds of fucking projects are on there not just not just work too like personal shit too like personal projects personal music that i've worked on and heartbreaking but at the end of the day it's like at least a lot of the projects i'm working on currently do not resist on that hard drive or reside on that hard drive um it's my fucking life man it's my life it's like when anytime technology gives me a break it finds a way to fuck with me in a different way speaking of getting fucked with today um Rose is brought I, to you by fuckedintheass.com <laughs> if you have a loved one or family member you know father's day just happened a week ago but maybe as a late father's day present you could give him a subscription to fuckedintheass.com or no. he too can ex experience anal prolapsing like the rest of us that is www.buttfuck.com slash empty glass podcast Thank you. It's not a real plug. Anyways. Um, it's a butt plug. Matt is off his meds, guys. Matt is off his rocker. He's not okay. Pray for him. Because uh, obviously mm -hmm. that changes things and it, and it fixes things. Anyways, um, we all know prayer is the answer, right? Um, anyways, the fucking... Uh. The Apple Store was super busy today. Rose and I tried making an appointment to have our phones looked at because I have a what I call like a micro crack on my screen where it looks like a scratch and it feels but it feels deeper than that. And it's so small and directly in the like middle of the screen, kind of near the earpiece, but doesn't go as far as the earpiece. So it's very odd. It, it started off very, very small and it, I've had it for maybe like three or four months and it's just gotten bigger and bigger slowly and slowly and i'm like this it's so weird because it looks like almost like a like a gouge in my screen not so much like a crack and rose's phone has ended up with like the same thing hers is more in the corner and it looks like it goes to an edge but it's harder to see than mine but it's like the same way that mine started if that makes sense right so i'm like i'm looking at her phone and i'm like well fuck we need to take them 
because literally on the 26th of June in two days, both our phones are out of like the manufacturer warranty. We've had them for a year. Um, mm. But we obviously have Apple Care, meaning if we do want these phone screens replaced, which we do, because more than likely we'll end up trading them in for a newer phone later down the line. Um, they want that phone to be fucking perfect, you know, and I'll put a screen protector on that bitch. I've just never used screen protectors on iPhones because this has never been a problem. But it's weird that hers is ending up with the same exact issue, not in the same exact place. Hers is like in the corner, but it's the same exact problem. It starts out as like a small looking scratched looking thing. But if you feel it with your fingernail, you can tell it's deeper and just slowly but surely it's going to get bigger and more noticeable. Like mine is big. It's just spreading wider and wider. Instead of like spreading up and down, it spreads. God damn it, dude. I'm going to get our podcast in like a NSFW, whatever the fuck. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? We were probably already there. We say fucking shit and all this crap all the time. But basically, I just had an advertisement for butt plug insertion. Nice. Good shit. Probably because you were talking about all that stuff earlier. So, but, um, Anyway, we went to the Apple store and we, uh, Rose's appointment was like for 310 and mine was for 320. We're like 10 minutes apart. So we went to the Apple store and we stood around till like 345 and, you know, it was pretty busy. So I'll give them that. But I mean, we made this, the appointment, I think yesterday, last night, maybe around like eight o'clock at night. And I'm like, their whole organizational process is so fucked up there, you know, um, like there's just you don't know who to talk to you don't know where it's to go called modern they used to have like literally a, a, a an area where you would go for a genius bar right and that's gone so you just kind of stand around wherever until somebody helps you and so anyway we were there for literally like 45 minutes and it was well it was like four o'clock and we were just like we gotta get the fuck i i asked rose i was like you know by the time it's three forty-five, we should just leave because no one was even approaching us, coming up to us, whatever. We just got signed in once at the very front because I knew to talk to somebody. But had we not talked to somebody, I mean, it's like we probably would have never been checked in. Anyway, we, we, we stood around and waited for nothing. And I was like, we got to just go because I have shit to do still. And then I'm going to do the podcast and I still have shit to do. And she had shit to do. She still had to work. So I was like, dude. Fuck, fuck this. You know what I mean? We should just leave. And honestly, it's like such a small issue. If I have to pay 30 bucks for the fucking screen, I will. Because I know that I could sell the phone back to AT&T or whatever for the same as what I bought it for. Trade it out for a new phone. Literally, like, the the value of these, they'll just trade out for new phones. Um, so... <laughs> I'm just like, I know they won't take it, though, if it has a crack. Like, a crack is a crack, and this is definitely a crack. It's just a very interesting one. Like, I've never seen any anyone like it. I've cracked iPhone screens before. It's been my fault. I, you know, had to go and pay the fucking money to have the screen replaced. Fine. But what's weird is that these I've been really nice to this phone and I know Rose has been nice to her phone. Like they have there's no reason for there to be a crack in the first place. And they're just very weird looking cracks. I don't know if it's just a problem with the quality in the screen. I know the screens are made by Samsung, but I don't know. I don't know. It's very weird. I never used screen protectors on iPhones ever. And I never had a problem with them getting scratched or cracked. I, I cracked two or three from fucking dropping them. One time I walked into a bench and that fucking bench corner just was so perfect. Hit it directly in the middle of the screen. And it was, it was done, dude. It was completely shattered. Damn, man. <sighs> Sounds like but a they need, they need to figure some, they need to figure some shit out as far as it goes for, uh, how they organize taking in people for repairs versus people buying stuff versus people who are looking for like tech support, like as in like learning how to do shit, you know, they, there need, there needs to be some form of organization. We can't just be so fucking loosey goosey. Cause by the time we asked another, we didn't just up and leave cause we were mad. We actually asked somebody, uh, Rose was like, Hey, um, so, uh, I was just wondering what position in line we are. And the lady was like, okay, uh, what's your name? Oh, well, you know, typed it and everything. And the lady was like, okay, so you're next in line. And so we were like, oh, okay, cool. Well, you know, maybe we'll just wait. Cause I have a backup phone. I have like an iPhone five. I was just going to put my SIM card into. Um, and then the lady was like, oh, actually, sorry, you're second in line. And then you are, and she pointed at me and she's like, and you are third. 
And I'm like, dude, we've already been here for like 45 fucking minutes. Like, and we're like Rose is second in line, meaning each person is taking an average of like 20 to 40, 25 minutes. And we have a fucking appointment. You know what I mean? Like we had an appointment for, for, uh, three ten and three twenty, respectfully. So like, what's the point of even making an appointment if they're still going to put you in a line system? So I don't know. I was just like, oh, we got to get the fuck out of here. Cause apparently we need to plan our entire day around Apple. That's yeah. That's fucking ridiculous. I had kind of a similar situation yesterday. So the reason we're not recording on Thursday and said Friday was cause, um, I'm going out of town at the end of next week for a wedding. I'm going to Boston, uh, which is finally coming up. Thank God. Get this shit done with. Uh, okay. and, uh, I had to pick up a suit jacket that had to get tailored. And I, so it was tailored at Nordstrom, which there are a few places. There are a few Nordstroms around the United States. I'm pretty sure people know about them. Um, and they kind of had a similar approach where it's like, there's a order pickup section, but at the same time, there's like, three kind of kiosk stands and no one's at the actual order. Like not so like people aren't at the actual thing and they're talking to people. It's like kind of all loosely spread out and everything like that. There's no organization or anything like that. I'm like, okay, I get, this is quote unquote hip. This is the thing to do. It makes everything feel more relaxed. I want to get my fucking order and fucking leave. <laughs> like, and I want to get out of your way so you can continue to help people. And uh, yeah, it took me, 20 minutes i even paid for the suit jacket already and everything i just literally had to wait 20 minutes for someone to come up and just grab my jacket for me so i could leave and i'm like this is fucking stupid <laughs> it's, it was really dumb well i know that there's like big work strikes going on like people just up and leaving places a bunch all over the place so no no there there are know. people there it's it's just a design choice I know the difference between being understaffed and a design choice, and that was a design choice. Yeah, it's the same with Apple. They were definitely not understaffed. It's just the way that it's organized. It's organized like a fucking, I'm like, oh my God. So, I mean, more than likely, we're going to not fall under warranty repair, even though this should be. If you look at this, it's like, dude, obviously the phone has not been dropped. This is like a crack that spread, the spreading vertically instead of horizontally, and it's like spreading open instead of longer, if that makes sense. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, Make a joke out of yeah. that one. Go. Sometimes life gives you a crack, and all you have to say is, I already have one in the ass. I'm covered. Thank you. And with that, we would like to end today's episode of the Into Glass podcast. Or at least I hope we would, because I'm running on, I don't know <laughs> any other jokes to say on that one, buddy. <laughs> That's fine. We're already past time, too. So awesome, man. Well, great episode everyone thanks for listening if you want to find us you don't know where to listen to us well i got the map and it's just for you don't tell anybody about the map or i will find out where you live and i'll take that map right back and unless you have a photographic memory i doubt you'll remember where to go so let me tell it to you audibly go to www.theemptyglasspodcast.com that's where you can find us on spotify we're on apple music we're on google podcasts we're on fucking pandora we're everywhere we're on twitter every single week every thursday ish dude we're on everything bro literally everything we're on iHeartRadio. you can find us all over the place just look up the empty glass podcast anyways when we're uh going live it's uh it's kind of random sometimes we skip a day but it, ten it tends to be thursdays so if you want to keep tabs with us go to www.theemptyglasspodcast.com and uh subscribe and listen to us thanks appreciate you guys do it or, or kiss all of your dads. That's right. Every we, single one of them. Every single one of them.